all, you can't really talk about the early second wave of the women's movement without talking about This is a WLRN extended interview. Greetings. Welcome to WLRN's interview with Sister Dandelion of the Pussy Church of Modern Witchcraft. I'm Thistle Pedersen, your host. As with many feminist organizations these days, the Pussy Church has come under recent attack by anti-feminist media for, you guessed it, quote, transphobia and quote, transmisogyny. A member of Pussy Church recently contacted WLRN to request we do an interview to talk about what the church is and to counter the false and ridiculous accusations of it being, quote, hateful and bigoted. We are honored to bring you this interview with Sister Dandelion, who brings a depth and richness to the story of the Pussy Church that anti-feminist media is completely missing. Sister Dandelion is a co-founder and trustee of the Pussy Church of Modern Witchcraft. A poet and priestess, she has been practicing witchcraft and reading the Tarot for 25 years. She honors Z Budapest, Starhawk, and Susan Weed as her witchcraft mentors and four sisters. As a radical feminist, Sister Dandelion has organized and collaborated with women on issues such as male violence, reproductive freedom and women's health, lesbian liberation, and the creation of woman-loving culture in the context of a woman-hating system. Can you talk a little bit about the Pussy Church and when it was formed and why it was formed? Yes. So the Pussy Church of Modern Witchcraft is a sacred space carved out for women and girls, and it's a root with many branches. The way that it began was maybe a year, a little more than a year ago, a group of lesbians whose um, spirituality resides at the intersection of radical feminism and nature-based practices um, got together and created this space mainly because we're concerned with the material conditions of women's oppression in the material world. And we're living in this time in which um, culture and society is increasingly kind of being shifted into a virtual space, and people are constructing identities based on the Internet and avatars. And as we get further and further away from being embodied in the truth of our bodies and being bodies in the physical world, the worse it is for women, Um, especially when we understand the oppression of women is based on the biology of women. It's based on our ability to reproduce and who controls that um, mode of production and all kinds of things. So we wanted to create this space first of all, as a concept and as like a psychic space, and then we start to build physical spaces. And now, you know, really emphasizing coming into the physical world, um, coming into real-time, real-space community with women, because it's very easy to create the beginnings of community online and then to see 
how that can kind of get warped and, and not be rooted and grounded in the real world and how um, that doesn't necessarily lead to a sustainable ongoing feminist movement that honors the sacredness of women. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of a, yeah, a little bit about it. So in rooting and grounding in the material world, are you looking at creating a physical space where women can gather that's permanent like a church would be, you know, a building that that, yes. would, that would hold this community? That that is that is part of our vision. Um some of the trustees are based in Baltimore, Maryland, and um we will begin having services at the end of this month. Um for women to come together and and create our sacred space together, just being together. But we we do have as a long term goal securing a physical building or some kind of space. And then um, my vision is that this would this would become widespread since more women have become aware of us. We have received so many inquiries about. You know, how can we start Pussy Church where we live and how, um, how can we get involved? And what that indicates is that women are thirsty for a place to come where they are celebrated, where they are central, where they are not subordinate, second class, innately tainted by virtue of their femaleness, where we don't have to make excuses about anything or disclaim ourselves where we can be fully, messily alive and human. And, you know, if we are going to continue in our goal toward women's liberation, we have to we have to practice what it means to be in relationship in our in our bodies and in physical space. And one of the best ways to do that is to have these physical structures in which we can mm-hmm. gather and explore these things, you know, mm-hmm. with a very firm boundary around the edges. It's like this is a place for women because yeah. we love women. Because women can transform in one another's company. We can help each other grow. And liberation of women must reside in the hands of women. What prompted the August 3rd article about the church? in Forbes magazine? That is a really great question. We we have no idea. <laughs> it was interesting that um, somehow the, the writer from Forbes had discovered our church and um, that we've been recognized by the IRS. And um, overall, we didn't feel like it was, you know, a terrible article it was pretty straightforward but we we did not we have not issued any press releases or sought any kind of media attention because getting back to that material world like our goal is to build spaces for women and speaking just for myself not on behalf of the church I'm not on social media personally and I I'm not really very connected with the internet and the, the reason why is because I think that things get whipped up very quickly, and there's a lot of 
warping and, like, weird stuff that happens. So, like, we are not trying to be a big Internet sensation. We are trying to create space for women and girls. Um, I know right I've on. already said that, but I just feel like it bears repeating. The article was, was very interesting. We're like, okay. And then, of course, it set off a lot of other articles that had different kind of frames. Well, they but, framed you as they framed you as trans exclusionary and hateful bigots, basically. You know, Pink mm-hmm. News did that, and it rightfully alarmed. I mean, I hear what you're saying. I totally because I do participate, and so I see it every day. How right. things get blown out of proportion, and there's this weird energy around communication through the internet and through mm-hmm. social media. So I fully understand wanting to separate from that in addition to and, – and, of course, it's all been created by males and it's principally mm-hmm. a product of male culture. And so – but at the same time, the Pussy Church reached out to me, and we are a feminist media organization. Yeah. And so there is some worth and value in having a counter media to that mm. male media. Yes. I I agree, and um, I'm so glad that you and other feminist news media outlets are out there. That's so important that we are able to, like, claim some space within that realm, too, like you're saying, like, an alternative to the male-dominated media. So that's one of the things that's exciting about the church is that we, we have women from so many different walks of life and just among like the founders of the church, like we do have women who are adept at working with social media and using it using it as a positive tool to reach out to women. And um and then, you know, we have women who are like me who are like, I I am completely <laughs> I can't do the the internet stuff but I'll create rituals, and I will post things on our blog and uh, create my poetry. But it's beautiful. And that's, just, that's, that's what happens when you bring women together, because when we are together, we have such a broad range of skills and experiences. And in patriarchy, there is an emphasis on competing with one another. And... When you're actively trying to organize with women within a radical feminist perspective, it's it's about collaboration and trying to figure out how how do all of our strengths fit together. Mm-hmm. And I'm not, you know, I'm not going to say that that is easy. Like that's not easy because we've all been trained by patriarchy to compete, and unfortunately, like. One of the greatest successes of patriarchy is how that has been implanted in women and how misogyny takes root within women. Mm-hmm. And that is another thing that we hope to address with our church. It's like this is a space where we can come together and even through all of the programming that each of us has been subject to, we can find ways to move through that, to move through our internalized misogyny, our self-hatred, which 
most, if not all of us, have some measure of, I do, and how, like, how can we reframe the world through the lens of women are blessed, women are sacred, women are powerful, we love women. This will be a place where we honor women. And and that includes honoring women as human beings, which means, like, shit gets messy. Like, sometimes our issues come up. Sometimes there's conflict. Sometimes people's personalities rub each other the wrong way. But how in a feminist, sacred church, a pussy church, like, how do we use that material that emerges to heal, to heal yeah. ourselves, to heal yeah. one another. And that's, that is um, kind of leads into our big upcoming conference that we're planning for next April, which will be in Delaware, and it's the Solidarity Conference. And this is all about bringing women together to talk about what are the things that get in the way of our solidarity. Because online culture, while it can create links and connections with women. I've definitely seen that. I've also seen how patriarchy has managed to worm its way into so-called feminist communities and how how women have been turned against one another. And then there are also the structural things that get in the way of solidarity, like racism, um, classism, homophobia, things like that. So we're we're really looking forward to the burgeoning of this woman-centered, love-based movement that we we feel we are a part of. Mm-hmm. Um, I just wanted to hearken back to what you were talking about when women come together in person, face-to-face, we heal. And that that sounds like, and I read about this on your website, Mary Daly's concept of dynergy, which is sort of like a, mm. could be interpreted as a spiritual, a feminist spiritual energy. So I'm fascinated by this idea of dynergy and women healing mm. together spiritually when they come together in in person and have that fellowship. I don't know what the equivalent feminist word would be for that, but yeah, thank you for this conversation. I mean, it's just like any time I get into conversations like this with women, it's always just so invigorating. And, you know, at Pussy Church, our bodies are the church. Like, that's, that's church. Like, can you imagine a space in which this, uh, like the female body and our vulvas, literally the portal through which all human life comes, is revered as sacred. In fact, for many, many more thousands of years than patriarchy has been around, that that is the truth. Like that is what cultures around the world were honoring. That mm-hmm. that power of like bringing life through. And I think about how I grew up in this culture. I was trained to uh, to hate my body, and thankfully, I've been able to shed most of that—not all of it, but most of it. But now, I mean, people are are convincing young girls that that they um, that they need to like completely shave their pubic hair, and that 
you know, women are having all kinds of plastic surgery on their vulvas. And, like, of course, there's the the insane, like, repetition that we are all supposed to be, like, thin and we're all supposed to be white while we're at it and we're all supposed to, like, you know, like, to be in a space that is radically inclusive of females, that we are all beautiful and powerful and strong and creative and transformative and warrior, and that our bodies are the locus of that is, like, unbelievable. That is, it's, like, unbelievable to think about what that could unhinge in women mm-hmm. to... Mm-hmm. And it has. I mean, Pussy Church did not invent this. Like, we have so many four sisters ahead of us since doing this work. I mean, off the top of my head, I'll name Beat Budapest, Susan Weed, Starhawk, Rockstone. Like, you know, we're, we're not new at this. We're just, we're just coming in right now with what we have and who we are, and we are adding to the work that women have been doing. Yep. For very long time, and we have our honor to be part of that work. Yeah, I'm so glad that you exist. Can you talk about how many members you have so far and a little bit more about your vision for Pussy Churches in other locations besides Baltimore? How large of a church do you want to be, and how large of a church are you right now? So right now we have... I can't give you a number on how many women are currently going through a process of becoming members. We put some guidelines on our website about, you know, this is basically what it takes. And contact us if you want to know more. We have received a number of inquiries. But what I can say is that we have seen an explosion of interest in our website. Um, We have, like, over a 1,000 followers on Twitter. We have, like, Facebook groups that women formed who are interested and who consider themselves to be members of the Pussy Church community. So it's just in the last couple of weeks, it has really blossomed, and um, I have great hopes for that. Our vision is that women will just take this as a seed to create something in their own community. Mm-hmm. So, you know, somebody asked me, like, how how do you think women could start their own local congregations? And I said, okay, get off the Internet and then have a potluck, have a book group, get mm-hmm. together to talk about your visions, your intentions, your sorrows, your joys. Come together, make food, make music, make political campaigns, make medicines right. together. It's just like consciousness raising and you know, the Pussy Church is a church, but it's not a religion or a dogma. So there's no, like, set procedure that women have to follow in order to be congregants of our church and, and create their own communities. Susan Weed talks about the wise woman tradition and how um, women arise out of their uniqueness, um, you know, when we're healing, 
like what what is needed in a particular woman or in a particular community will emerge, and that is what there is to address. So, you know, women might come together for different things in different communities. As far as being part of the Pussy Church, like we do have our guidelines on our website that are, you know, they're there for people to refer to, but it's like you have to be female, first of all. You have to follow the tenets of faith that we have. But as far as like an actual practice, that is not prescriptive. And that's that's what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? Like, Yeah. And, you know, you, you haven't been around for that long, right? How long have you been around? Um, like I said, a little over a year. Yeah. So then things are still kind of in their birth stages for the church as an entity. That That's absolutely right. And and I, I think as more women get involved, that will change the shape of certain things. But our tenets of faith are, are set and they're solid, and those are available on our website. Can you talk about truth and lies on a philosophical level and why you feel the Pussy Church is telling the truth about women's oppression and that there's not hatred in an act of separation from men who are our oppressors? What I would say is that this is the position that we found ourselves in. We had a candidate for the United States presidency who was going around Openly, I would say boasting about having grabbed women by the pussy. So there's that. Then there was a march that was the largest one was in D.C., but there were marches all over the country and all over the world. And women took up this idea of the pussy and made these like pink hats, these little cat hats, and it was like the pussy hats and you know, going to reclaim this, like, yeah, you can't grab me by the pussy, kind of like defiance and celebration, like, yes, pussy. And those women were attacked um, through media, through social media, as being transphobic, as being hateful. And then, so this is what women and what feminists have been faced with for forever. So on the right side, on the political right, we have the conservatives like Trump who are, you know, openly disrespecting and hating women. And then on the left, we have people who are who are covertly <laughs> disrespecting and hating women by labeling women the actual oppressors. So in the din, in the noise of all of that, we rise up and we say our truth is we love women. We love our pussies. We honor and protect the pussies of our sisters. And pussy as the locus of life, because this brings us back to our nature-based practice, which is that our bodies, our physical human bodies and our female bodies are interdependent and interconnected with the physical bodies of everything that exists on this planet. That is truth. 
truth is oxygen. Truth is photosynthesis. Truth is menstruation for those girls and women who menstruate or, you know. So it's that that is that is where we stand on that. I have a question and there's that church in New York that's the Church of the Earth with Reverend oh I can't remember his name, but they say Earthalia instead of Hallelujah. <laughs> and I was wondering if the Pussy Church has any what is that called? Like revival type call and response or phrases that you like to shout out. <laughs> I love that. Well, we do have a women. A women. A woman. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, uh, on our website, we have a number of chants that our church has created, that I've created and, and given to our church. And we are really excited about the creation of those things and how women who join will be bringing that because women are so talented. And so we have a few little things like that. Um, we have our, like, Charge of the Goddess, which is a, it's actually a living Wiccan document that, that Wiccans have used many, many different groups. And it's one of those things that everybody kind of adapts so that it's for their own purposes. So we have an adaptation of that. And my favorite is just like pussy, pussy, pussy church, pussy, pussy, pussy church, you know, <laughs> because it's so radical to put those two words together. I mean, we, we're living in a world, and, and I also grew up Christian, Catholic to be specific, in which we've been taught that women are defiled, thin, tainted, dirty, mm-hmm. Um, we are the corrupter, the tempter, uh-huh. all of these mm-hmm. things by virtue of being female. So our response to that is like pussy church, yeah. pussy church, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I really like that. So um, a woman. And a woman. Else, <laughs> is there anything else you'd like to say, Sister Dandelion, to our largely radical feminist and lesbian feminist audience. Yes, I want to say at Pussy Church, our bodies are the church. At Pussy Church, our bodies are the church. And for your witchcraft, you, like, feel free if you're not already doing it, to craft it out of your own life experience of you know, witchcraft is the craft of the wise. This is the wise woman tradition. This is waking up to your own inner knowing that no one can prescribe for you. The pussy church can't prescribe it for you. That you have your own link to the wildness of life. And, you know, whether it means going out under the moon, getting your eyeballs on the moon every night, just watching the cycles reflecting on the cycles in your own life. You know, if you want to release something, chant it, write it on a piece of paper, burn it, and watch the flame transform it. It's very simple. It's just a matter of taking your intention, your beliefs, your hopes, your love, your desires, and bringing them into the physical world and doing symbolic things to manifest those into reality. 
very simple. We all have access to it, and it is holy. It is holiness. Women are holy. Thank you very much, Sister Dandelion. So I'm going to end the interview here, and okay. I will. Thank you so much, Crystal. You're absolutely, you're absolutely welcome. Thank you for coming on to WLRN and talking with us. When you look in your sister's eyes, praise her, praise her, for she's been laid down for centuries. That concludes WLRN's interview with Sister Dandelion of the Pussy Church of Modern Witchcraft. Thanks for staying tuned to WLRN, your feminist community radio station. If you'd like to donate to our collective work, please visit WLRN's WordPress site at wlrnmedia.wordpress.com and click on the Donate button. While you're there, check out our merch tab to get a reward for donating to WLRN. Praise her, praise her, for she's been laid down.